0: you're able to touch people life that uh, you don't even realize sometimes just yeah. because you stop by and you said hi how are you what are you doing what what is it that you're doing and ask questions and, and, and just listen to them
1: you're now listening to the let's talk about life podcast brought to you by don't settle with your host harrison king What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Let's Talk About Life podcast. My name is Harrison King and it's a very exciting day. We've got a, we've got a special guest. Today's guest is. Probably one of the most interesting people you'll ever get to uh, hear from. In my opinion, he's served his country in the Royal Canadian Air Force for 33 years. He's received the highest level of Canadian military decoration as commander to the Order of Military Merit, the Canadian Decoration, uh, Meritorious, Service Cross, and two U.S. Legion of Merit medals. It's a lot of stuff. Uh, in 2016, after many years of dedicated service and leadership, he was promoted to the Chief Operating o- Officer, or the Commander, or the Major General of the Royal Canadian Air Force. He was responsible for leading all Canadian Air uh, Force operations with 11,000 staff, 300 helicopters, and across 11 locations. Uh, He directed multiple global operations and training exercise deployments, including national security, humanitarian disaster relief, anti-drug, and... Force protection efforts he redirected organizational objectives to improve focus on protecting north america against external threats yes you heard that right this man was one of the people in charge of protecting north america from external st- threats and received multiple awards for outstanding performance and contributions to both national and global security you know it doesn't get much more impressive than that uh to top it all off he's not only participated in but completed 10 ironman triathlons and 26 marathons He's a father to three sons, and at the age of 47, he said that he finally met his soulmate because it's never too late. Uh, at, at the age of 55, right now, after already leading an extremely full life, he says that he has had a great adventure in the Air Force and would do it all over again, but the military has indeed taken its toll on his personal life. He's an incredible family man, genuine person, and distinguished leader, and says that life is simple. Treat others the way that you want to be treated, always work hard, give your best, and finish what you started. Christian Druin, welcome, and thanks so much for being here.
0: Oh, king. Uh, Harrison, this is uh <clears throat> this is quite the introduction. Um you're as as you're going through uh through my life like this, it's uh, uh I can see the video going around and uh, uh what I can say is that you make me feel really old. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, just uh experienced, you've accomplished a lot, that's for sure. Um this is this is so exciting to have you here. I, I, I hope I didn't I didn't uh miss any of the important things you want to talk about, but, uh, I don't want, I don't want, I'm sure someone of, you know, what you've accomplished don't l- always like to be, um, you know, seen as just your job. Right. Um, cause you've, you've done so many other things. Um, one of the things first off comes to mind is, is 10 Ironmans. Is that correct? 10 Ironmans?
0: Yeah. T- 10 Ironmans. And, uh, um, I started triathlon, uh, was about, I think it was like 27, Wow. and uh <clears throat> so yeah yeah it's gonna be about i think uh, yeah it's gonna be 30 years soon and uh so i started with uh shorter distances i started with the uh, marathons you know yeah. I, w- I always wanted to run a marathon and i started with marathons and then uh, uh it was taking it stole uh, a lot of running obviously right. it takes a toll on, on, on your limbs and stuff and, uh, sure. and i um i was invited to do a, a team triathlon like a small distance triathlon, short distance triathlon. And, uh, uh, I, I got the bug. I said, this is cool because now <laughs> it's, it's, it brings the three, three dimensions. And it's more than that. Right. Oh yeah. You, you got the, you know, you got the four dimension of, uh, of, uh, um, weight training plus, uh, sure. uh nutrition and, mm-hmm. and things. And so putting it in there, you know, was, was quite the, I found it like it was a uh, quite the challenge and, uh, yeah, I completed 10 Ironman, um, I, I stopped counting the number of I uh, triathlon overall the FR man distance but still to this day um like right now unfortunately this year uh, everything was uh, pretty pretty much came to a halt because of covid right and uh but uh, next year I'm I'm lined up for uh, five uh two uh, full distance ironman and uh, 3 FR men uh starting in April uh, next year if fingers crossed if, uh, <laughs> that's right if things come back a little bit more to normal yeah
1: how do you how do you push through something like that like you know lots of people don't even just like running let alone doing three you know three big exercise things and then and then you know the Ironman man is is so much more than just a triathlon how do you you know mentally overcome some of that stuff like pushing yourself when you're just like you know I've had enough well
0: f- f- first of all it's anyone can do it it's, oh for sure yeah uh, it's mind over matter and it's uh mm. um and then <laughs> you go through the training so my my philosophy is that if you if you go through the proper training uh before when, once you hit the uh if you you're lucky enough to make it to the start line because there's so much involved before you know that uh, all, all uh, it, it's, you, you have to juggle everyday life, uh, right. to get in your, your, uh, your training and, and things like that. And then, uh, you know, injuries, uh, illnesses, uh, uh, whatever happens in your in day to day life. And then, so if you make it to the start line healthy and with the uh, minimum training required that, uh you feel confident right. that you've done what's required and then it's just the execution you need mm. to have a plan and a plan b because you can have a flat tire a puncture or whatever right. something can happen and then but it's just at that point it becomes just uh, the will of keeping going one step it's 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 it sounds you know a bit uh, you'll hear that a lot it's one step after the other but in the marathon that we're at that point. <laughs> That's what That's it right. Is. <laughs> <laughs> do you think any yeah. of,
1: of of that, you know, you're saying you just, you have to have the will and, and just decide, are you going to do it? Do you think any of that comes from your, your, um, just your experience in the military?
0: Yeah, I, I think it's, uh I think it goes, it's, it's from a lot further than that. It's, it's the way I was brought up. Uh, okay, as, yeah. as you said, initially you said, you know, uh, the basic values that my, my parents, uh, um, inculcated in, in, in us and my brother and I is that you know you, you always finish what you start and mm. you treat people the way you want to be treated and if, if they're very basic values and um but if you you remind you remind yourself of that you know throughout your your whole life and your career then uh, for me it was like the, the first thing is wanted to do a marathon for me it was like that was the big deal so right. once I did that, I was okay. So what's next, right? And and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, obviously, in order to be, the, I guess to answer your question about the link to the military is that is the discipline. Right? The discipline to right. be able to uh, day in day out accomplish that training, getting up in the morning at four, four thirty, whatever time you need to do to get up to get that done. Because if you don't get your training done in the morning, uh, in the kind of job that I did it's not going to happen during the day. Even right. if you have a slot time at lunch, you say, Hey, I've got an hour there and something happens always. And For then sure. you, you know, I, I never, I ate uh, at my desk my whole life, my whole career. Wow. Uh, and uh, so, and I'm, I'm still doing it at home now. <laughs> <laughs> so I maximize my time at the office so that I can do something else. Right. With family right. or whatever.
1: Yeah. Wow. Um, I'd like to talk assuming you you're interested in, in discussing a little bit about um decision making um mm-hmm. because that's uh, obviously something that you had to do a lot of um and and I am assuming some things because I don't know the full story but you know being uh, essentially one of the heads of of the air force right in in Canada for for quite a few years um obviously you had a lot of decisions to make you had a lot of people you're in charge of we don't have to talk about the specifics of that but Dealing with making big decisions like that, like how is that? You know, what 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 what's that like, and how do you you know go about addressing things like that?
0: So, so first of all, just to to, to make. Put the record straight i wasn't in charge of the royal canadian canadian air force as a whole mm-hmm. that, was yes. my, that was my boss i was the second yeah. if you want uh and where i was there are two air divisions in canada one that is uh, focused on the training of uh, all the air crews pilots and all the training mm-hmm. uh and uh, the other air division one canadian air division is the one i was in command of for three years until the end of my career from 2016 to 19 and um, uh, and that's the one that's got 300 helicopters and an right. airplane yeah. across Canada, <clears throat> and uh, it serves uh, uh, the uh, to the service of uh, domestic operations, uh, as you said, and also the defense of North uh, the airspace over North America with mm-hmm. the, within the NORAD uh, uh, environment, and also providing forces to uh, all the expeditionary uh, missions that we have around the world. Mm-hmm. So that and that decision process that comes along is like the beauty of um, you know it's like uh, to put this in perspective is like you know when i joined the air force um uh, i wanted to be a helicopter pilot okay that was my thing right i i, I didn't join the air force to become a general officer and, and, and to right. become the air, air one canadian air division commander that was you know i didn't even know that existed <clears throat> i just <laughs> wanted to fly a helicopter right yeah and then you 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 you're, um, then you. Then they teach you how to how to be an officer first, and then you move into the realm of your uh, your, your uh, skill set while you're in there. And then they teach you how to be a pilot. And part of the pilot training, you you learn how to make the the hard decisions sometimes, right? What do you do if you lose your engine? What do you do if something? If you have an a, a electrical fire, what do right. you do and things like that? So that decision making process. Uh, is ingraining you very, very early, uh, and uh, you know, from that point on, you would have told me, "Hey, Chris, uh, in in, the, in 25 years, you'll be in charge of the whole operational air force in Canada." I would have laughed at you. I would have gone, right. you, <laughs> "You know, and hey, what's uh, it's it's like huge. It's like so big. Right. So as as you grow into your role and you get experience." Uh, you, it's like uh, you know, the frog in the hot water, right? Mm. You heard that one. Yeah, yeah. So you know, the the frog will get used to water being hotter and hotter and hotter until. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I, I I didn't get to that point, fortunately, but uh, you know, so that's that's uh, part of that process where uh, you become uh, accustomed to making bigger decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the beauty is that you're not alone, you have a process, you have someone uh, providing you with um, uh, all the documentation and or, uh, you know, the uh, facts around uh, the uh, uh, whatever decision you have to make and different options and so on. So the military is extremely um, well disciplined in putting courses of action together Mm -hmm. with, uh, you know, the pros and cons and things like that. So once a decision comes to me as a commander, uh, there's a lot of things that have been uh, ironed out, right? And it's a lot clearer. So to yeah. inform my decision, the, the 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 ground stuff has been done already. For sure. A long answer, but uh, it's 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 a progression through time where, right. When you look at the, it's like uh, you making your own decision about uh, uh, some things that could like uh, seem uh, small right now, but uh, in a few years you you'll be up to great things right. uh Harrison, and I'll be interviewing you
1: <laughs> well thank you um this is interesting to think about because the way you said that it's it's almost like and I would I would assume this is the case you know the decision making at that level when you're kind of you know more at the top than when you're starting out is essentially the same thing just you know higher stakes obviously and different things but you said you've learned you know, like an engine failure or even, you know, smaller than that, um, what the, what the decision-making process is. And then, and then you just carry that up with you. And, and, and would you say that in a way, the decision-making process is not much different, no matter how much, you know, is at stake or what the, what the, uh, what the difference is in, in the, you know, the outcome or what you're working
0: with? Is your process is extreme, is very similar. Um, I, I could define, uh, Rapidly, two types of decision decision uh, that you have to make. You have the decision that you have to make right now. Right. You have no time. It's based on training. It's life and death. Uh, you know, uh, you you you're, you're having someone cut you off on the highway, and uh, you know, and, and you got to make a decision. So, right. You know, there's a a, a truck that nice in front of you. You got to make a decision. You know, those those yes. are the kind of decisions that you're based based on your your training. And, uh, you know, as, as you said, you know, when you're in a helicopter, you have a tail rotor failure, you have to react right away. Because yeah. if you don't, you won't survive. Right. So those are the, 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 the first type of decisions that are ingrained in you. You, you. It's uh, like you, uh, the human being, uh, you, you fight or flee, right? And then there's the other type of decision where you have more time. And um, um, that's when you have time to assess uh, some of the uh, uh, all the factors and things like that sometimes you have all the time in the world to make the right decision right but sometimes it's uh, also the decision having to be made in 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 a timely fashion where you might not have all the factors you'll be and and, and at the level that i was that happens a lot where you ha- you're in the gray area right i think nothing is Absolutely black and white mm-hmm. it's not a decision that's it's, it's an easy one. You have to assume some risks and 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 that's where the experience uh, mm-hmm. uh that's where that that's why you know people in the at that position at that position at that level mm-hmm. are paid the big bucks as they say because <laughs> right. uh, based on the all this experience this life experience and professional experience, they're able to make that decision uh without having all the information. For sure. And that's that's the one those are the ones that are the most difficult.
1: Yeah. For sure. The other thing that comes to mm-hmm. mind is is you were saying, you know, uh, obviously there's lots of, you know, it's very discipl- disciplined the military um and uh, but you're saying it's kind of a communal thing like you're not the only one making the decision there's been, you know, steps coming up to you Getting there, there's people helping you out. I'm trying to relate this, I guess, a little more to you know, I would say, uh, everyday life for the average person, right? Most of us aren't making those kind of decisions. Um, but you know, having a, a group of people or, or support and stuff like that is is would you say that's definitely like a key factor?
0: Yeah, well, it's very similar, right? It's just at a different level. It's it's, and it's, uh, I, I would say it's very very much comparable. I mean, before before you make a life uh, important life decision. What are you? What are you gonna do? You, you're gonna talk to your your, your parents, sure. your friends. You're, you're you're gonna get different type of opinions and stuff like that. You're gonna weigh weigh them in and, and make your own decision, right? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, very similar.
1: What, what's been the most um one of the one of the hardest, I guess, things of, of what you've been through? All of you know, if you've done a lot, right, in your life, um, you know, really challenging situations or things that you've had to deal with, and and how do you find you've been able to overcome these these obstacles? Because you know, you've, you've been through some, some things for sure. So what, uh, you know, what is your, your kind of, I guess, coping mechanism or what have you, what have you used to get, get yourself to, you know, over those obstacles?
0: So, um, uh, that's a very good question. Um, there's a lot of things that have happened in, in my life, in my career, as you said, um, I can relate if, if you want to relate to something that is in the action, like, uh, something military action, um, for instance, uh, back in uh 2000 uh 2010 in august if i remember well it's the 6th of august uh, 2010 i was in afghanistan as the uh, wing commander so i was in charge of the uh, air force canadian air force deployed there yeah. and uh, for uh, i was there for about 10 months <clears throat> and uh that day i was the escort so I was, a, I was still flying as a helicopter pilot and i was uh, uh we we have a, a we have a Chinook uh, helicopter, the one with the big tandem rotors, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, was flying the uh, uh, the mission, like uh, just transport mission with the goods on board and and people. And uh, we were, and then we put two uh, Griffin helicopters, Bell 412, with uh, uh with guns and uh and uh, to, to protect it right uh, as escort, and so I was one of the two, so I was in charge of the Griffin uh, weapons team that we called it, mm-hmm. and uh, so the two of them uh, in protection of that chinook and and uh, while the Chinook we were uh, in transit to uh, one of the uh, forward operating base to deliver something, uh, then uh, the chinook got shot down uh, right in front of me like about uh, uh, about uh, 200 feet ish wow. uh, where it was it was a lucky shot the AK47 uh, that uh, uh, insurgent uh, uh, had a, just just a lucky shot and hit the, the rear aux tank and exploded and there was fuel in the main uh, the main tank and then the whole helicopter was engulfed in, in flames within seconds and the guys were able to uh, land the helicopter uh, straight ahead in the field and we didn't lose any life, but we wow. lost a helicopter. Uh, there was 21 people on board. They were able to exit without, with only minor injuries. Mm. And uh, and the, the question is, no, I wasn't able to catch the bad guy because they were uh, they they were hiding in 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 tunnels. Uh, so uh, it, we couldn't we not find anything. So anyway, now uh, you can't imagine. Now I'm in charge of the whole thing uh, wow. for the Air Wing in Afghanistan, and this happens right in front of me. Uh, there's nothing we can do about it. The guys really reacted properly. But at that point, uh, you got to do, your training kicks in. Right. And one other thing I, I didn't tell you is that during my, my pilot training, one of my instructors always told me, you know, when something happens, you have an emergency, just hit your clock. There's always a, a clock, just a, a normal time mm-hmm. clock. And hit it to reset it. And it's just going to give you one second to sort of take a breath, and think, and say, okay, what next? And right. then so you you lower the the heart rate, you you know you take it calm, and you go through the process, sure. and you do what you need to do. But then after that, you have to deal with the aftermath of this. Right. Thing. So we lost the helicopter there. You know, we had six of them. We lost one. It within about 20, one day, I'll show you the video. I have it on video because we had a uh, we had cameras on board the helicopter mm-hmm. and we also had a UAV that was filming it. And uh, within 20 minutes, it was all consumed. Wow. All this. Then I had I went back to the once everybody was safe and stuff. Went back to the camp, and I had to deal with the aftermath with back home. You know, providing the proper information for mm-hmm. the prime minister and everybody else and so on. So it's all of this. Um, you know, it's, it's all based on, um, and it's, uh, I think that day was like 55 degrees outside and, mm. and you put all the environment together, dusty and so on. So that's, that, that's one, one of the, uh, events that I had that was where training kicks in and all your experience and you just, you know, go through it and, and manage it for the, for someone, um, not used to it, it could become a big thing, but for us, it was just going through the going through the process and relying on your training um there's other other events that are more eventful in your life uh, like uh, going uh, you know uh I've been gone a lot in my military life and uh as as you said it had a uh an impact on my on my personal life yeah. so I went through a went through a divorce and when you went through this well it, then you know it's like anybody else who goes through some some sort of a, an event like that so and you know, how do you um, uh, go through life with uh, keeping uh, focus on what you need to do as well at work, yeah. managing your family, the transition, and things like that, and doing it uh, <clears throat> to the best of your abilities. Um, and uh, that's, uh, again, it's uh, there's no one formula for that, and I don't wish that uh, on anyone. But no. uh, that's that's another example of uh, being able to use uh, uh you know stay calm, look at the options, do what's right and and then move on
1: yeah you like you said there's no you know one one strategy for for any kind of you know experience or in i mean i just i guess anything in general, but um for that kind of thing, you know for yourself what was what what was it was it most of that you know kind of training kind of kicking in in your even in your personal life to get you know to get through things and 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 to deal with all of this that was that was going on um you have a were you able to find i guess a good support system or because obviously these are challenging things to go through alone so how how were you able to you know get through that if you're if you're willing to share
0: yeah well i i think that uh it would obviously the military military training uh brings something that become becomes ingrained in, in yourself once you've been uh You've been part of it for for long enough, but I have to say that in some of those life events, I think that uh, you rely a lot on your uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you rely a lot on your uh, your life experience, your past experience, and, mm. and what's been ingrained into you by your parents, mm. uh, your parents, your brother, you know your 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 friends, the way you've been living your life uh, until then, and and then that's and then as you said, you know you you rely on your uh, on a uh, People you can count on, yeah. and then you realize also that uh, you know good friends. Uh, Dad uh, always said that uh, you know really good friends you can count on one hand. So that's when uh, you can see those real friends coming out and and helping out, and uh, and then you have to uh, uh, you know that's uh, I guess that's that's the best answer I can give you. I can I'm pretty sure that uh, you know you can rely. Um, it, Knowing your family, you can rely on on a good uh, on a good family support for sure. uh, for, for life uh, life experiences like this. And I was fortunate enough to to have that as well. Yeah, but, you've, yeah, go you've ahead.
1: M- yeah. mentioned your family or your parents specifically several times here, and and it's interesting to me because you know I think a lot of people when you think of somebody who's you know been successful in the ways that you have um, think you know don't always. Directly related back to put to that, you know, and and it sounds like like you do. You 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 know you uh, credit lots of what you achieved and and what you've experienced in life to where you started, Uh, and and even before you know we, we started this, you you sent something and was just saying that your 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 parents ingrained things in you at such a you know young age, and that's just what you've what you've known. How is that? How has that impacted your life?
0: Well, uh, you summarize it well because you you look at um i, I think w- w- one one of the thing that i always kept uh, in mind throughout my life is uh, you got to stay grounded right mm. and and the best way to stay grounded is to stay connected with your family and your your, your basic values and never never forget that and uh, as as i said um you know it's my basic values like you know treat other people like you want to be treated so yeah. If, if uh, you know, sometimes you'll be, you, you're sitting there in your, in your big office as the commander and, and someone comes in and, and you know, you're, you, you've been really busy, you're tired and they come in with some sort of a problem that, that could seem very benign and, you know, you're, you're tempted to just, right. put, and then it's like, you take a deep breath and you go, no, you, you want to treat other people the way you want to be treated. Mm. So you, you stop. Sit down, listen, and 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 properly listen, and then you know go with uh, what you need to do. Uh, and and it's uh, I guess what I'm saying is that <clears throat> you never want to come, you n- never want to forget where you come from. I come from humble beginnings, uh, and uh, you know the, our country, uh, Canada, is uh, uh, is a great country. It allows anyone living any any Canadian citizen to be able to explore their potential. And it's uh, like, if you look at the big institutions that we have, I'm I'm talking here about the military and and the Mm. Air Force, per se, that's my experience. But if, uh, uh, you know, as you can see, I have a thick accent. You know, I I didn't speak English before I joined the military, very little. Mm. They taught me how to speak English and so on. And then then from there, uh, you know, I kept having opportunities so i went from a a, a kid uh, from a rural background uh, and uh, to what i did um, through opportunities that our great country allowed me to do by my potential right so you have to keep that in mind throughout your life because it's not because you're there now that you're you know who does that make you if you're not respectful to uh, the people and the process that allow you to, to, to get there?
1: Yeah, that's really, I mean, that's really interesting. I think that's something that... Uh... Uh, a lot of people can can start to overlook, especially if, you know, you start to become successful, you know, with with whatever it is and, and you get to focus on, you know, what's going on right then. But for sure, you know, what you've what you've created and, and how well loved you are. I also you know, know it comes from that for sure, because you want to motivate people. And when you you don't treat others, you know, like you would want to be treated, even like you're saying you were. You know, at the rank that you were, and then somebody else that comes in, and it seems like a problem that's not (laughs) so important or whatever to you, but for them, it might be you know something that they've been really thinking about, Um, and that's been you know that's a really interesting interesting point, and especially coming from like I said, someone who uh, you know has had the role that you have, you obviously carry that through everything
0: you do. Uh, I got to tell you, I still have after being uh, retired now for a year and a half, and uh, working out of the uh, uh, out of Texas. Um, I still get plenty of communications via Facebook or or emails and, and whatnot uh, from uh, people sometimes that I don't remember, and they come mm. up and they say, "Hey, sir, you remember we did that? Da, 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 you took the time to stop and say hi or talk to me and things." And I'm going, "Wow, you know, it's uh, it's 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 a lot of fun." And uh, I shared that uh, with Nicole, and uh, and we're going, oh, oh you know, y- you're able to." touch people life that uh, you don't even realize sometimes just yeah. because you stop by and you said, hi, how are you? What are you doing? What What is it that you're doing? And ask questions of, and, and just listen to them. Uh, and, uh, and it enriches your life as well so much that that's what I miss the most.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I would, I would agree for sure. Um, it's, it's interesting. You just said, um, listen, listen to them because, um, Obviously, you're somebody who has a lot to share. And, uh, but, but sometimes I would assume what can be most, you know, impactful to some people is just having you just listen. A lot of, I think, a lot of, at least our society, uh, how it's kind of based is once you kind of start to, let's say class wise or whatever, you know, you start to move your way up, more money, whatever it is. um, And, and, and you start to forget about, you know, those things those personal connections because really i guess in the grand scheme of things you know we're we're all just people and it doesn't really matter what you're up to or anything and 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 maintaining those connections is is probably one of the most important things
0: it is so just to give you an example is that being i'll give you an example that is a, a palatable uh also at the same time give you an uh, a taste of uh, what my life was as, uh, as a commanding officer, for instance. So I was a commanding officer of 427 Special Ops Aviation Squadron in, uh, in Petawawa, Ontario. So that's back in 2006 to 2008. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you go from having your own family of how many, whatever, two three people uh, at home to 300 right and that's the way i that's the way i saw that right wow. it's like now okay i'm in charge of these 300 people and their families and uh, uh i'm i got to make sure that uh, it, it is a, an honor and a privilege uh, but at the same time you have all this responsibility so i could go let's say i would go flying and i would tell my uh, admin assist that uh, i would go flying at least Two to three times a week, and and as to to maintain my currents and so on, but also to be able to fly with all the the, the gals and, and guys working for me, so I can understand uh, their you know where we set sit uh, readiness level if you want and things right. like that, and be able also for them to to see the old man and and fly with him and and so on. <laughs> so, uh, so I could. So the example I want to give you is that. To go from my office to where I would sign my book, to sign the book of the aircraft and go flying, physically would take me walking probably, you know, three Mm minutes-ish. But for me to leave my office and go to the flight planning room and do everything like this, instead of taking three minutes, would take me most of the time 30 to 45 minutes. Wow. Because I would go around and stop to talk to people initially people were not used to that right they uh, the, yeah. the, uh, and then so then but then we take the time to stop and say hey how are you and then they say well uh oh sir i'm okay and then no no really you know what are you doing what's going on and then, and then as you're doing this people realize that you actually mean it yeah and, they'll, and that you'll listen to them so then they start they start talking to you meaning that they're talking to you about their issues. Right. So now it would take me, so I would take my, tell my AA, hey, you, you know, when I go flying, you got to book at least an hour to an hour and a half before my flying, because the time I make it there, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll talk to people and it's going to take me more time. Right. And then people start talking to you. So by, when you walk by them, instead, they actually talk to you, they, they, in, they stop you. Mm-hmm. Hey, sir, nah, nah, what about this? And so on. So you got to take the time. To, so that's that's something that I really loved it. But it takes your day, that could be an eight hour day to because when you go back to your office at four or five in the afternoon after flying, you still have to do your work. Right. So you're not out of there before, you know, seven thirty, eight, nine o'clock, whatever. Mm-hmm. Hence the impact on the family, right? So you need to be For able sure. to balance that. Yeah. So
1: would you say that you know because you've you went out of your way to do that kind of thing? You didn't just walk your three minutes, you know, to go flying. You took the time. Was the uh, you know the work that you were doing um, more more successful and 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 better because of that? Because of the kind of community that you were able Absolutely. to
0: create. Absolutely, I This is it's a, it's the success to uh, a lot of uh, a lot of my career. It's, wow. it's based on. On, uh, on just that, the human relationship, where you know, I would, um, and I did that uh, as the wing commander as well. So now I went from 300 to I can't remember 1500 people, and uh but I took the time to write a, 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 a birthday card to all of them every wow. year, so you know. And not electronically handwritten and as i get to know people i could write something personal in there you know huh. and uh, say hi to nicole you know for me and thank the for wife sure. or something how are your kids doing blah, blah, whatever you know and and then so it takes time but there's and i can give you an example you know you also take care of your people in the sense that uh, we had you know the the business that that was in you have Low times and high times. So right. sometimes, you know, when you have forest fires or you have floods in Canada and you have to work 24-7, and the people are out the door and fixing helicopters in yeah. the middle of the night and things like that. And then, but sometimes, you know, you have in the middle of the summer where it's very calm and there's not a lot going on. So then I would let go of my people. I would let them hmm. take some time off and things right. like that. Like it, but so when it was time, though, to go out there, and I didn't have to ask. They were just. They were there. They they would move mountains without Mm. having to ask them because they knew that I was going to take care of them after that and give them some time back with their families and things like that. So that's that's I guess a a good example of uh, you know uh, human resource management. Treat people well the way you want to be treated. For sure, (laughs) like it's not you know
1: especially especially being a leader right and and whatever kind of leader it is uh, if you see yourself as being different than, than everybody else, then you're not going to accomplish what you want to, right? That's that's quite, quite a phenomenal thing uh, to hear. And, um, and and it sounds like you attribute most of what you've, what you've gone through, what you've done to not yourself necessarily, but everybody else around you.
0: Absolutely. I'm not very good uh, uh, academically. You know, I got a bachelor and a master's degree, but I can't say I'm, uh, I'm really strong in school. I've never been uh, i've done it by sheer work mm-hmm. get, get through it uh but uh, to me that my success are you know 90 percent related to the to the people around me that enabled me to uh to accomplish what i was able to accomplish it's it's truly uh yeah that's I mean, you know, yes, I had to learn how to fly helicopters and fly planes and then helicopters to make my way, there. the wings, become an officer. But after that, it all became people management and uh, uh, doing things together, uh, which, uh, and and they wanted to, you know, I I guess they they felt comfortable as me as the leader and and it, it kept opening other doors.
1: Right. I guess if this the one thing that I would say based on this that that people could should take away from what you're saying is that, uh, you know, you need to make sure you have a have a strong group of people around you. You know, important people, like you said, your your friends. You should be able to close friends count on, on one hand, and 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 just maintain those relationships. Make that the priority, and everything else will come.
0: There's something else you want to add to this is that um, you don't want to be. You want to surround yourself with different type of people and personality. Mm. You don't want to associate yourself with only people that you get along with. Right. Uh, because then you, you have, you know, this phenomenon of, of, of the yes men around you or yes women and, and you know, everybody agreeing to the same solution. Right. You, you know, I always, I, I loved having more experienced people uh, with me. For instance, when I went to Afghanistan, I asked my first boss when I was a, a, a line pilot, at, uh, in Quebec City, <clears throat> my first boss. Um, I asked him. I went. He was a reservist at the time, almost retired. I went to him to his house and asked mm-hmm. his wife and said, "I would love to have him come as my chief of staff, because now I know that I have this guy." And also, he was six foot five, <laughs> and, <laughs> wow. and, and have him, him, you know, as as a as someone who could put his hand on my shoulder and say, "Hey, uh, what are you doing?" Right. Right. And and did you think about this? What, mm-hmm. You know, because I'm I'm a hot-blooded French Canadian, so sometimes I get you know excited. <laughs> and, uh, and having someone to you know wrap his arm around me and say, "Hey, come here," uh, not not uh, by the rank or, or the position. Uh, so and and also diversity around you, right? For sure. I love having all kinds of people and uh, and the beauty about our our military although a lot of people are uh, don't know this or or listen too much to the uh, some of the uh whatever media or whatnot but there's a uh, the canadian military and the air force particularly particularly the air force is is a representation of our of our society in Canada. Mm. and um you know you'll walk in a in, a, in an air in a, in a squadron in, in trenton ontario uh and uh, you'll see uh, uh the diversity is, is immense, it's, it's everything. You'll see every type of religion, uh, yeah. uh, you know, women, uh, uh, French, English, whatever language, and, and so on. And it's, uh, everybody's working hand in hand. And, and if, if you, as a leader, if you don't uh, surround yourself with all this different type of uh, experience and, and knowledge, you're, you're failing. You're failing, you mm-hmm. 're failing yourself not only yourself but but uh, the organization and the institution wow. so that's that's that was uh, also a, uh, I think uh, one of the secret in, in my career
1: yeah the di- the diversity of of people and opinions right yeah, uh, around course, you because yeah Cause you, especially you know doing what you're doing you need to have all sides and and it can't be just you you being excited about things like you said <laughs> yeah <laughs> for sure um is there is there anything any last kind of things you want to want to share with the with the people that are checking this out um while we while we've got you here anything else that comes to mind that you know based on what you've been through anything you advice or
0: anything well well you know my my advice is that um you know i'm, I'm not too sure what uh, who your audience is but what i can say is that uh you know if i could i would re i would go through my career in the same fashion, i.e. Uh, I love the experience that I had everywhere I went to, all the missions I've done, things I've done in my life, and so on. What I would do better is have a, a more of a balanced approach. Uh, right. And I think that the uh, the, the the younger uh, generations right now, I think have a better approach to this. Although, when you, you get to uh, this uh, higher level of responsibilities, it takes a lot out of you and your time uh, but so the way I, w- I was been able to cope about it is, is what you said you know as, as uh uh initially is about the ironman about the the, the triathlon and things like that yeah. is that I, w- I was always able to uh if, if you, you got to stay fit you got to take care of yourself you gotta eat properly, and, mm-hmm. and you gotta sleep properly, and, and and so if you do everything in, in well balanced. Although when you look at being a triathlete, it's a bit of an extreme, right? <laughs> right. But uh, for me, it keeps me disciplined and making uh-huh. sure that I take care of my body, take care of myself, yeah. and and also. Uh, but uh, yeah, this this life balance, uh, life work balance, uh, is something that is uh, extremely difficult for high performers.
1: For sure, but uh, but something to make a priority, right? true yeah. as much as much as you can for sure well thank you so much for this conversation and i'm sure everybody uh listening is is glad that we got it because uh you're an incredible person i'm so glad that you're uh, able to share things uh, with me
0: uh, very very simple very simple person but harrison thank you so much for the opportunity i really really enjoyed this and uh i wish you uh, all the luck you're very very talented keep it up
1: <laughs> thanks so much christian i really appreciate yeah. this we'll chat soon If you're interested in more content like this, go check out our website at dontsettleofficial.ca. We're dedicated to providing resources, information, and content design to assist you on your journey of personal growth, and most of all, to help you live life to the fullest. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll chat with you next time.